tired of all the same old boring podcasts other websites air? I just want to be entertained. How about we give you something new? Oh, yeah, now we're talking. TMA Studios. It's what you want. It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with the very first edition of the brand new podcast here on TMB Studios called Power Rangers Go. That's right. It's all about one of my favorite TV shows uh, of all time, TV series of all time. It was great as a child, and I still even love it at this age, 31 years old. Anyway, uh, but yes, this is the brand new Power Rangers show uh, podcast right here at TNT Studios. It's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time, and I am so excited to get it off the ground and up and running for you here on TMB Studios. And I cannot do this podcast alone. I have an awesome co-host joining me for this epic podcast. He is... The ace of everything, superhero homie Q. He is Mr. Quentin Ficklin Ace. What is going on, my man? What's going on, Caleb? This has been a very long time coming. I'm looking forward to this, man, and can't wait to get started. Oh, yes, yes. Um, And and Ace, uh, you you are really big into the superhero world. uh, as we all know, you have the uh, superhero homies, and so you follow, you know, Marvel, DC, and all mm-hmm. of that. And so that's why I came to you for uh, for this podcast idea and to talk about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And before we get started, Ace, uh, what, what are some of like 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 what, what was the first time you saw Power Rangers? So for me, a funny story is I actually saw Power Rangers. Uh, uh, from from the beginning, it was the very first episode uh, that aired back in uh, back in 1993. It was just eight days after my fifth birthday, and huh. uh, yeah, like I I I, I, w- I was their target demographic, you know, and, right? <laughs> and like I saw episode one, and like I I it was like a bug, man. It was like a fever. It bit me, and yeah. I watched for years and years on end religiously. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like the minute the very first episode, which we are going to talk about uh, in just a minute, it seemed like the very first episode of Power Rangers, the minute it hit the airwaves, that it it changed the game. It changed uh, television. Um, mm-hmm. It was an it was an idea that people thought. Uh, at first was going to be a complete bust, did they not? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I believe it took uh, Hayam Saban, the, the showrunner, it took him eight years to get the show picked up. And it's hard to believe that, you know, a property that's made literally billions of dollars, that it yeah. took it took eight years for this show to get picked up. That's just, it blows my mind to think about that. Well, I mean, you know, and it, it's interesting because I guess when a studio hears the concept of it, you know, it's it's so it's a TV show. It's going to be an American version of something that's already, you know, working in Japan. 
and they're going to bring in American or they're going to shoot their own American footage, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to use the some of the original Japanese footage, which we see all throughout the Power Rangers. Like, like, what would you think it, when you hear a concept like that? You know, when you put it that way, like, you're absolutely right. And, you know, like, as far as the show being shot down so many times before it was picked up, mm-hmm. I, could, I completely understand why it was shot down. Because it's such a zany, off-the-wall concept. Like, you want to do what? Like, this is <laughs> this is insane. Uh and, you know, it, it, it was a risk, but, you know, Fox, uh, Fox Studios, like they eventually saw the, the benefit or the upside to this. And but, you know, as far as like uh, the whole concept of the show, like looking back at it retrospectively, it's like, wow, uh, this was maybe the first kind of out there concept that I really picked up as a kid and was just able to run with. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of kids did um, uh, when the episode aired and stuff like that, or when the Power Rangers premiered, I should say. Um, but yeah, it, it did take them a long time to get this off the ground. Um, even the actors involved, you know, they didn't know if this was going to last or anything <laughs> like that. They didn't know, you know, uh, what was going to happen. But uh, it definitely changed in my opinion, TV for it definitely changed children's TV because when the Power Rangers came out, it it was supposed to be geared towards children. Mm-hmm. But when it aired, it was kind of like, holy crap, this is a little bit more violent for kids. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, some parents were like, uh, I don't know if that's, you know, good for our children and stuff like that. But well, I never heard any complaints from my parents or anything, so I, you know, <laughs> but it what, but it's interesting that it's labeled a, a children's TV show, but there are a lot of like violent aspects to it, is it not? They absolutely are, and you know, there were parents who complained about that, and I, I think that for me, the violence is something that I never really noticed as a child to be gratuitous because. I guess just to pin a little bit of narrative for myself here, like some mm-hmm. of the first like action superhero content I saw was uh, the, the Tim Burton Batman movies, you know, Batman and Batman Returns. And those are equal. Same parts. here for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like those are equal parts, dark violence and and grim, you know, like those <laughs> those aren't made oh, yeah. for children. And uh but I, I guess it was like for me, like if if you can watch those and be relatively unfazed or even enamored, then going to Power Rangers seems like you know you're actually doing something that's more kid friendly. As, as oh, crazy yeah. as that sounds. Oh yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I, so you know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. We've we've been talking uh, about how we're going to go through. Uh, each and every single Power Rangers episode, starting with the very first four here today. And uh, obviously, the very first episode is probably the most famous one of them all, which is the <laughs> Day of the Dumpster. Yes. And, uh, the, and so it opens up, and it opens up with the two astronauts, you know, uncovering Rita's dumpster. Or, a, a, and we get introduced to Rita Repulsa. 
and uh, her gang of goons and stuff like that. Uh, what what'd you think watching that opening scene again? Did it not just bring back memories? It brought back all the memories. And I guess as a child, because my attention span as a child was so much shorter. Right. I, I thought that there was going to be like a, uh, a a longer build up to this, uh, you know, release to this reveal. But no, like we get right to it. And uh, I was like, oh, man, yeah, so we're here. We're doing this. Here's Rita, and, you know, there's uh, Fenster and Babu or Goldar. Right. And, uh, yeah, so we get right to it. And, uh, you know, I, I always wondered, <laughs> um, what do you think happened to those astronauts? Because I don't think we ever see those guys again. We did, we, we did not. <laughs> I, I often wondered that because, you know, she it looked like they were trying to get out of there. And she was like, don't leave. You, you'll miss my coming out party. Right. I'm sitting there going, man, if this had been on HBO or even if like Netflix had this, she'd have shot those like. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she'd have zapped those astronauts right there. <laughs> but we can't but we can't scare off the kids already, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> That's that is true. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, uh, uh, it, it's it's a great opening scene. And, and you mentioned, you know, like like I, I would. I thought that there would be a bigger buildup to it. I didn't realize like how quickly we got into everything, but I think that's, I think that's kind of the things though with pilot episodes Mm -hmm. in general is you kind of have to put everything into one because you know, the pilot is, is what you use to try to get picked up by the network and stuff like that. Especially for a children's television show, because you know, once again, especially being like young kids, you know, back in the early nineties, the attention span just really wasn't there for a lot of us, you know, of course. (laughs) And and I mean, like not, not to jump the gun too much, but we see a lot in episode one, you know, we see Rita Repulsa, we're introduced to all of our main characters. We're introduced to Zordon and alpha five. And we see the power Rangers and and the Megazord even like we see so much in these 20 minutes. It's, It's crazy. Yeah, it, it 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 really is. And speaking of our main characters, uh, we get introduced to them uh, in, in, I guess, I guess showing the fact of, hey, these are good hearted, you know, people. Um, they're not your people that we have to convert, you know, into good or something like that. Uh, you know, so I guess I guess that's what they were going for when they introduced these characters is they wanted to make it known that, hey, these are. I guess the word you could use is goody two shoes or or whatnot, um, but but these are definitely your heroes. These are your type of role models and, and stuff like that that they were going for right off the bat. Uh, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because like the interaction that we get with with you know who becomes our Power Rangers is we we get a sense that these that these kids are. You know, they're disciplined. They have their head on straight. You know, they're trying to improve themselves in some form or fashion. And like you said, they're just good hearted people. Right. Right. And and we get introduced uh, right off the bat. And and you want to know something. Here's what's interesting about the Power Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. It opens up in, in, of course, the world famous juice bar uh, <laughs> that it would be come to known or ernie's juice mm-hmm. bar it, it was either called juice bar or ernie's a lot of the time right right and uh and and we get introduced to what i was going to originally name this podcast after 
which was the Angel Grove Radio. <laughs> <laughs> little jingle that they yes. had. Hey, that um, would have been great too. It would have, but when we, uh, when I was looking at naming the podcast and stuff like that, when we uploaded it, uh, it, it showed that, uh, oh no, th- there's like several other outlets that use mm. this name on yeah. this. So I was just like, oh, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> And, and, you know, not, not to derail you, Caleb, but I, I do have to ask, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, how we first see them all in, uh, in, in, in Ernie's Juice Bar. I right. got to ask, have you ever seen the footage from like the unaired pilot? No, I have not. I, I, um, I didn't even know that there was any. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and there was even like a, there were there were it was vastly different. So for one thing, it wasn't Ernie's Juice Bar. It was a bowling alley. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. Like I went down like this deep rabbit hole uh, in preparing for uh, for today's episode, and right. I, I got to see a lot of this footage, man. And it was like they definitely toned it down on what we got because the the original pilot was way darker. Um, like some characters that you're going to bring us in soon, uh, you know, uh, Bulk and Skull. Like they were way more. They they didn't just ask for a date, man. Like they 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 go in for like for trying to trying to kiss or make out with the girls. It was very weird. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Wow, I didn't realize that they went that far. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> well, they, well, luckily they went. Uh, luckily they saw that and said, "Yeah, we should probably do a reshoot because there definitely ain't no way in hell we're gonna get picked up now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. You, know, you, you mentioned Bulk and Skull. They are introduced. And I mean, good Lord, that probably is one of the most entertaining duo I've ever seen in my life. This may be uh, like with the exception of like who shot Roger Rabbit. This is probably the first time <laughs> that where I've seen like a live action cartoon characters because these guys are not real. Like, no. <laughs> 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 I know. And what's so interesting about that, right? If if we look at, you know, this was done in 1993, obviously. Mm-hmm. And if we were to fast forward to like either, you know, today or something like that, it, it, it's interesting because if you look at Bulk and Skull, Bulk would not be casted as the bully. You know, no, he would be casted right. as like you know the outcast like like hey man you're fat and stuff like that and you you absolutely right. yeah. would be the bully kind he of he would be yeah that's 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 a really good point that's crazy to think about but yeah <laughs> like i've i've just always noticed that about bulk and skull like i was just like you know technically this is not the way like bullying would work kind of thing but i mean i, I see why though it was casted that way because I mean, the duo is just entertaining as hell. I, they they just they had this amazing chemistry on screen together, and everything that they were asked to do, they just went at it full force. They they really did, man. Like they they went full ham fisted. They leaned all the way into it, and you're right. They had a great chemistry with each other. Uh, like you can never replace one of those two. It always has to be that pair, that duo. Oh, absolutely. And that's probably why they were probably the most consistent out of everybody for years. They were, Power yeah. Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so we get introduced to them. And then, of course, 
as I mentioned earlier, we get introduced to our heroes, and I didn't say their names, but I'm gonna say their names now. <laughs> they are the they are the famous Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, and Kimberly. And yes. and you know, it, it's interesting because when we open up in the juice bar, we see Zach and Jason sparring, you know, practice sparring for martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I know someone watching this today will look at that and go, that wouldn't happen in high school. That stuff's not popular. <laughs> but we're talking about the 90s here. Right. And in the 90s, martial arts just by itself was huge at one point oh absolutely and um i i would argue that it's even bigger today thanks to you know mixed martial arts uh there's a surging popularity now for you know young people who want to get involved in the arts in some form or fashion um i i will say this though in the 90s like Karate was definitely the most popular American form of martial arts. Karate and boxing, yes, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and I probably should have been more specific on that, but yeah, um, karate was huge at one yes, point. Yes, yes. It was uh, just I, this cool fighting style and everything like that. Um, and and I think like what really made it popular was a lot of action movies at the time mm-hmm. were using that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you look at especially like most of our action stars of that time, like, you know, your Jean-Claude Van Damme's or whatnot. And Mm -hmm. they all, you know, your Michael Jai White's and they all had like some, you know, extensive form of martial arts training. And you're like, man, if I could get like those guys, I'd be good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, here's the thing, like uh, such, you know, stuff like Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger at the time. Right. Um, you know, just a lot of that stuff were, you know, influencing kids like me, you know, to get into karate. It was a and, and it wasn't because it, you know, made you violent or anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was used as a form of self-discipline. Right. Which is what it which is what it, it, it's always uh, meant to be. But martial arts was huge around this time. So that's why it has a very heavy presence in the Power Rangers. And plus, in the Japanese footage, you know, they use a bunch of martial arts and yes. karate and stuff like that. <laughs> so kind of had to, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also interesting, uh, interesting to note that uh, in, the, in the original pilot, Caleb, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Trini uh, w- was not played by the same actress. There was a different actress who played Trini in the original pilot. And I've heard that. Can you give yeah. me some more info on that? Yes. Um, so I don't remember the name uh, off the top of my head. But the reason why, why she, uh, she uh, another interesting fun fact is that the original actress for uh, Trini, um, she was the oldest of the cast. I think she was 25 at the time. And uh, everyone else was, you know, a few years younger, of course. Um, uh, you know, you had Austin St. John, who was the youngest, who was 20 years old. So she was by far the oldest portraying herself as a teenager. But the main reason why she left was because uh, she wanted more money, which became which will become an ongoing theme throughout the series. Uh, but, yeah, she she thought that she should get more money for the role because, as we know, they were all paid peanuts. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the producer said, all right, pack your bags. See you later. 
and uh, <laughs> and then uh, they, they brought in uh, a three train. Uh, so okay, yeah, they, okay. So 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 think about this: you get the opportunity of a lifetime, right? It's like yeah. Here, here's your here's your big break kind of thing. Oh, uh, first episode Hat Demon Air. I want more money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great and, negotiating uh, tactics. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it may have been more subtle than that, but that was the the gist of it. Oh, I'm um, sure. I'm sure it probably was more subtle. <laughs> yeah, but man, like it's also crazy to think just how, uh, man, just just how much money the first season alone made, and how little the cast was paid. I mean, like there's. I mean, like you know, the, the money they made is is barely minimum wage in comparison to today's standards. Wow. Yeah, it it was not a lot, and they worked incredibly hard uh, because they had such a shoestring budget on this show. They did a lot of their own stunts, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, clearly, when they're not in the suits, because it's not them, but uh, right. They did a lot of their own stunts. And several of them got got minor injuries on multiple occasions, and. And see, that. I had always wondered that <laughs> if anyone had gotten injured on the set. Yes. Yes. And and I think that's probably why they leaned so heavily also into getting people with some type of athletic background, whether it be gymnastics or martial arts. But. Right. And well, it, it's interesting because, you know, it, you, I've seen some interviews um, from the original cast. Um, and and I like I've heard Billy. Um, David Yost, uh, mm-hmm. his name is. I've heard him say, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't a martial arts guy or a karate guy or anything like that. He was just an actor. Um, yeah, you know. I think it was also in uh, in gymnastics. Yes, I, I heard th- I heard something of that. Um, obviously, we know Trini uh, had karate background, and we know mm-hmm. Jason had karate background because you could tell that right off the bat. Right. Right. Uh, just, just the way he executed moves and stuff like that. He had it all. Uh, Walter Jones, I know, was just a very athletic guy. I don't think he had a karate background, but he quickly learned it. Right. I mean, he he acclimated to it so quickly and seamlessly that you really couldn't tell if he did or didn't know. Right. Yeah. And then Amy Jo Johnson, who plays Kimberly, which I'm sure every guy in the, in the kids <laughs> had questions um, to mommy and daddy, said, "Mommy, why do I, why do I look at this girl and feel some type of way?" <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Like every every guy around our age, that's like the first crush. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. It was a crush before we knew what a crush was. Exactly. <laughs> She helped that. <laughs> right. Because um, yeah. I remember my dad would even, you know, would be like, ooh, Kimberly. <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I think that's like the only reason he ever like watched it sometimes was just to see Kimberly. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, but so we get introduced to all of our heroes right off the bat. And they're in the juice bar. And then Rita Repulsa makes her move onto the earth. And we get an earthquake and things are going things are going crazy. And we get introduced then uh, to our to the two that will help the Power Rangers the most out of anything, which is Alpha Five and Zordon. And it wasn't what what was interesting about this looking back at it was it it wasn't this big reveal. 
exactly alpha <laughs> they just showed up yeah it's like it just smash cuts to them like we know who they are yes <laughs> and like and like they had just calm down alpha it's rita we've all we've been here for years kind of thing right. and it's like who who is this this robot and this man in a jar like what is happening <laughs> I just, I, you know, because because you know, I, and and I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, in long form. But you know, when, when they tried to do the reboot movie mm-hmm. uh, with Brian Cranston and Zordon, um, you know, it it was more of a big reveal kind of thing. It was Zordon, yeah. and then here it was just it was just oh hey wait here they are like yeah, like, and you're just like what. What just happened here? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what's also crazy is that, you know, you, you compare it to the, the movie that came out, I think, in 2017. Yes. But, you know, it's like you compare that reveal in the 2017 reboot movie to the reveal here in episode one. And it's like the 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 Rangers, the kids at the time, they were like, oh, OK, it's a robot and the guy in a jar. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> I know it, it's it's great. Um, it, it's it is great. great to look at that. Yes, uh, and just laugh at it. But um, <laughs> but then he said he says to Alpha, you know, teleport five, uh, uh, overbearing, uh, uh, emotional and stuff like that. And I was just like, yeah, that pretty much describes teenagers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Alpha. Oh, God bless him. He was just like, no, not that. Not teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Alpha. <laughs> oh, and, and that that was great. What, oh, what was interesting about that, though, if, 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 if you look at it, it's like, how did they just select these guys all of a sudden? <laughs> I was I was curious about that, too. Like, what qualifications? Like, is that all the qualifications? Just they just have to be teenagers and five of them. Right. Like, because here was the thing, too, in the opening of it, you know, he says something a little different. He does. He says, Alpha, Rita's escape, you know, put a team together of teenagers with attitude. Attitude, yeah. And (laughs) I never noticed that phrase because to me, the Power Rangers never really had that kind of attitude. Like, I was just like, what kind of attitude are you looking for? (laughs) (laughs) But it's also like that. The Power Rangers, they're not overbearing or over-emotional either. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I don't know, but apparently they just, you know, they just picked them out. Right. And, uh, you know, they're teleported to the command center. And then we get, you know, who Zordon is and who um, Alpha 5 is. And uh, I, t- I love uh, Billy. You know, uh, whoa, a fully fully functional subatomic automaton. I'm like, what? And yeah, keep in mind, keep in mind, like, we we were children when we saw this, okay? Like, you said, what? And then then also, when Zordon introduces himself, I am an interdimensional being caught in a time warp. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Run that by me again. What is that? What is a time warp? <laughs> Interdimensional being, you say. You're stuck in a time warp. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, how did you get trapped there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and how long have you been here just hanging out? 
<laughs> like if y'all just been hanging out, just been like, uh, yep, yeah, we're just gonna wait till Rita shows up, kind of thing. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. but but we get introduced to you know the the famous command center um, and, and stuff like that. It's if you look back on it, you know, as a child, I thought, oh my god, that's the coolest place ever. And then you look back on it, it's like the most simple, basic thing. It <laughs> is. Ever. It looks so futuristic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as a kid, it looks so futuristic and high tech and and otherworldly. But yeah, you look back at it and it's like, these are a bunch of blank panels with flashing lights. (laughs) (laughs) They're just pressing buttons. You have no idea what the buttons do and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. It's great. It is. uh, And then uh, we get uh, into. Uh, excuse me here, uh, we get in to, uh, you know, why they have been called to this command center, and Zordon explains to them what is going on, and of course, we have to get the uh, the one-liners in. Excuse me, will, like, someone bring me back to Earth, because I am totally confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, man. And... So he explains to them what is going on. I have called you here to help save the world. And of course, if I'm just called up to save the world, I'm more kind of like, uh, so so you want us to go out and fight but people we don't even know? Like, 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 we don't even know how to use this stuff, and you just want us to go out there and fight? Right. <laughs> it's like there, there's so many questions, you know? And uh, but it's like none of that, none of that is really important for the the basis of the show. You know, you you don't you don't wor- you don't worry about why he chose teenagers versus like trained adults. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't you don't wonder you know about why they don't ask about what an interdimensional being stuck in a time warp is or right. what a, or what a Rita Repulsa is. <laughs> you know, you don't <laughs> you just you do You're your due diligence. Like, okay, she's the bad guy. They're the good guys, right? <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Simple. All right, yeah. I can follow that. <laughs> but but they get uh, they get um, uh, uh, the information from Zordon uh, and stuff like that, and they so he's telling them what's going on, and of course they don't believe him right off the bat, you know, and they even reject the offer. They're like. Yeah, I don't think we want to do this kind of thing. This is just too weird for us. Right. And so, you know, they start to leave, and then we get our first, you know, putty battle. We get yes. introduced to the putties, or as I like to call them, jobbers. Um- <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you know something, Caleb. So, like, here's the thing. It's like, All right. as you mentioned earlier, uh, I, I do have another podcast, Superhero Homies, and you know, yes. I, I like to consider myself somewhat well-versed in, in things of superheroes and comic books. And, you know, every every big, bad, major villain has a fleet of, of uh, underlings that they can summon to do their biddings. And, right. you know, I've read about dozens of different you know underlings or you know groups of minions to send out but man the putties have got to be among the most ineffective i have ever seen (laughs) i know they never did a thing (laughs) they just always got their ass kicked (laughs) every time (laughs) 
and then uh, and, and 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 so we get introduced to them, and it even says like when they're making the putties of uh, Rita and them or Finster, I should say. Um, it, it when he's making them, he's like he's like, and if they don't dispose of them, we can always make more. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so she wasn't worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man! Yeah, and, and the, so we go out and and we get you know our first fight scene uh, with them, and Zach is the first one too. And I love the way he comes out and he like starts dancing in front of them and right. then starts fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great! Oh man, uh, it's it's so fun to watch because like these like these putties like. I don't know if you ever played uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, but it's like their stats are just completely trashed. Like they have like one intelligence, like one strength, <laughs> one agility. And it's like you guys have to excel somewhere. Like these are just five ordinary teenagers here. Right. <laughs> right. Like like you guys can't even take it. And like Billy, the one who couldn't even fight really before <laughs> this, you know, they go after him, and they can't even get him. I'm like, good God. All right. <laughs> like, now, I, I do want to point something else out, too. Did you mm-hmm. notice the uh, the sound effects when whenever you hit one of the putties? It sounds like you're hitting like a... It sounds like you're hitting like steel. It makes yeah, like a clean sound. Yeah. And it's like, that's got to hurt. Are these guys that tough? <laughs> I don't know. I've always... You know, when watching this back... I. I never really like thought of that, but at the same time, like like if someone brings that up, I'm kind of like, huh, that's a that's an interesting question, kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I, I I guess they weren't like that tough or or that hard hitting or mm-hmm. whatnot. I guess it was just the, I guess it was just the sound effect that the studio was just like, right? It was like, hey, what what can we use when they hit these guys? Um, just make a clink sound. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh. it, it'll be fine. And I guess <laughs> I think it's also because in the original Japanese footage, uh, they have that same sound. Do they not? You may be right. I'm not for certain. It, it might. So they probably were just like, All right, what's that sound that they make? Oh, OK, just copy that. Yeah, just do <laughs> that. <laughs> just do that. And then, of course, uh, you know, they uh, they say Zordon give, gave a gave us these power morphers and um so and then they finally you know morph and i love how just all of a sudden they finally morph and they know exactly what to do with everything (laughs) you're right and you know what i guess to the show's credit i'm gonna try to do a little bit of world building uh, and, and make some some head cannon here, but okay. there is there is a point later on in this episode when they say, "Man, it's like second nature." I'm I'm just going to assume that applies to every aspect of being a Power Ranger. <laughs> I guess it does because you know if, if if you look at every Power Rangers in history, that seems to become a common theme throughout <laughs> everything. Like just automatically, you morph into a Power Ranger and you just know what to do. You just right. know what weapons to call, what zords to call, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh man, it's but it's so great though. But this is like you know we we hear that theme song kick in, man, and yeah. and even even now. All these years later, when I hear that theme song, it's like something visceral arises within me. You know, it's like, oh, man, that's (laughs) 
that's the yes. theme song and I get hyped every time. And you know, it's like it's 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 something similar to like every time I see the the clip of Endgame with Captain America, you know, I get like that same kind of hype. It's like yes. this is this is that just from a longer time ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, every time you heard the theme song, you knew shit was about to go down. Yes. You knew you well, you also probably uh if you were watching it as a kid would figure out, okay, they're about to play a theme song, they're about to destroy this monster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, it, it was as you know, sometimes they would play the musical version or they would play, you know, it with the lyrics in the show mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Um that probably became one of the most iconic theme songs for a television show ever and probably one of the most underrated if you if you think about it oh absolutely i mean it's it is one of the greatest television theme songs ever which is incredible because there's like six words but (laughs) (laughs) yes go go power rangers that's it yes you mighty morphing power rangers you know that's <laughs> what would be so funny is if we had the adult version it would be you motherfucking power rangers. <laughs> yo that would be amazing <laughs> you motherfucking power rangers <laughs> that, yo that that would be fantastic i i would pop for that it would be it it, it, it would be tremendous hey oh. Saban, if you're listening do it <laughs> do just it. do it <laughs> I mean, think, think about it. You know, think about it, saving like your, your core fan base. They're not all adults. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Like, if you're going to reboot it, just, right. just fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but and, and so and, and it's interesting because we didn't mention it before. But when but when they were in the command center, he tells them what all they are going to be. Trini, you're going to be the Yellow Ranger. Kimberly, you're the Pink Ranger. Zach, Mm -hmm. you're the Black Ranger. Billy, you're the Blue. Jason, you're Red. Mm -hmm. Um, And and when you saw that, you were like, oh, I don't know what's about to happen here, but I'm interested to see when these guys get that kind of thing. And And then they morph. You know, they go straight into battle. And I do remember that while watching this, I made a note of that that when they kind of like called on their zords um it was like it was like yeah i heard billy say that like affirmative this is like secondhand nature to me mm-hmm. and and like you heard them talking which is funny because if you go and you look at the entire series from here on then they don't ever talk in those parts now <laughs> after that <laughs> you're right yeah that's true huh oh and uh, it's it's also interesting to note that, uh, you know, like, because, uh, like, the I didn't remember this, but, mm-hmm. you know, upon rewatching it, it's like, I didn't remember that Goldar was the first main villain they fought. Yes. Cause, yeah, because he's such a mainstay, you know, it's like, oh, man. And then technically, they don't win, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, which I guess they don't really win, but they you know they scare them off like yeah, like like yeah. like they do what they're supposed to do like kind of thing like hey you know y- y'all thought y'all were just going to come in here and rain but guess what we're here and we're here mm-hmm. to stop you kind of thing and yeah I-, I was going to mention goldar is the very first you know big monster uh that they um fight 
and I think that was I think that was definitely to establish the fact of he's obviously uh, Rita's most trusted, I guess, assassin. We'll call him mm-hmm. in, in, in this uh, instance, or henchman um, that can fight and and can protect her and, and stuff like that. But we get introduced to him as the very first one, and I think it's because like it's just like. We don't need to show them destroying monsters right off the bat, kind of thing. What we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, that, that's also true. And uh, how how hype were you? Do, do you remember how hype you were as a kid the first time you saw the Megazord? Oh yeah, I was I was just about to get into that. <laughs> uh, the first time I saw the Megazord, I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but this is amazing. yes and and that megazord i i see that megazord and it kind of almost wants to bring tears to my eyes a little bit because i remember as a child getting that like i had every single power rangers uh action figure you could think of oh me too like i had the megazord you know the later the dragon zord later Mm -hmm. all of these uh other stuff uh, and we're not going to talk too much about, you know, the Dragon's Order or anything like that because he's later to come. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the first time I saw the Megazord, I mean, and even, you know, rewatching it, like when I saw it formed again, I was just like, oh, still the greatest, greatest Zord ever. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, it really is like it's it's so good to see that. And like, it, I, you know, because uh, I, I guess like in, you know, in, in Japanese culture and media, you know, they had plenty of versions of this. And I guess in America, you know, we, we did have, what was it? Uh, we had Voltron back in like a decade prior. Right. Um, you know, where we saw something, I guess, kind of similar. But this is live action, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is live action stuff. And uh, like so just kind of seeing that they all get their own dino robots and then they fuse together to make a giant humanoid one. I uh-huh. mean, that's incredible. Like, <laughs> and what's and what's interesting about that too, which I think you know is kind of overlooked at times, is you know they don't necessarily have to come together to defeat a single monster. I mean, you know, yeah. some of those can defeat a monster on their own. I mean, you never really see that, but you can kind of get the idea of like, well, you know, they could you know fight it off, you know, one on one if they had to, kind of thing. But when they mm-hmm. bring it together you know, it's unstoppable kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, that's, that's true. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things I didn't think about as a kid. Like I never thought about how, you know, Rita Repulsa's uh, lip syncing didn't match up and how she wasn't actually <laughs> saying those words that, that never hit me. Uh, something else that never hit me was that Megazord isn't a giant. It's just a guy in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like as a kid, you don't think about things like that. Oh no! Like 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 as a child, I'm just like, how do they do that? What, <laughs> is is this real? Right. How do they do that uh, kind of thing? And yeah, it is. It was just a, and and that was the thing. Like you can tell when they clearly switch to Japanese footage because the Japanese just love doing like the most simple kind of shots. Kind yes. of thing. <laughs> like they never tried to update their um their special effects department did they if it ain't broke don't fix it that's that's what they said (laughs) pretty much pretty much because i mean you could tell like at times it was just like toys fighting basically oh yeah 
I mean, so how about this? Like the first time that that the Rangers, you know, morph into the Power Rangers, right. uh, like they they go from like this desert rocky area, and now there's trees around them. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, actually, they get they get teleported, you know, yeah. to the city, and they're up on top of the rooftop, and you can look at the rooftops, and you're like. And, and like as a child, you think nothing of it, but then I look back at it and I'm just like, "Yep, that's clearly a Japanese building back there." Yes, and, and that's true. And you know, like what, one of the funniest moments for me, like this is such a small and simple thing, but I caught it and I thought it was hilarious. Oh. Was uh, when we see the Megazord, it's such this awesome moment, and then uh, you know, eventually they call down the the, the power sword, right? And, the Megazord grabs it with the left hand, can't lift it, and then grabs it with the right hand. <laughs> I did. I was wondering about that. I was like, I was like, I was like, why did he struggle with the left hand there? I guess the actor, I guess the actor in the suit was just like, oh, fuck it, I'm right-handed. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> that was just the funniest thing to me. Oh. It's great looking back at, at, at stuff like that um, and, and just seeing it. But yeah, well, you know, we get the Megazord, we get Goldar, we get Rita Repulsa, we get Fabu, um, Finster. Um, uh, what, what was the uh, other guys? That, Squatch. Squatch. Yeah. Squatch. Squatch. That's it. Then we get introduced to our heroes. We get introduced to Zordon, Alpha 5. Overall, when you have a pilot episode and you have to set the tone for a TV series, I, you know, to me, looking at this, I don't think that they could have done a better job. No, me, me either, especially considering that so much of their plot does have to revolve around the footage that they use from, you know, the Super Sentai. Right. And I, I think that, honestly, you know, yes, this show is campy or whatever, but... That is kind of a wonder because it does take a lot of creative thought and effort into that, you know, to say, okay, so we have this footage from Super Sentai. We have to make it make sense for this show. So we're going to have to, you know, kind of change the plot so it can fit and make sense. Right. I will say this, uh, you know, before we move on here, I will say this. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that we're trying to show that this is high school when clearly these guys are in their 20s and, you know, 25 and stuff like that. Like, I'm sitting there like, we couldn't have gotten actual high schoolers? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Oh, man. It's it's so much more obvious now, you know, looking back. Because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's what teenagers look like. Yeah, I and guess. then we get and then we get into high school and we're like, I'm not even as big as they were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, these were all like legal adults. Like the the, the youngest one uh was uh Jason. You know, he was <laughs> he was twenty, I think, when the show started. Mm-hmm. But you know, so it's just funny to, to think about that. It, it it really is. And and what's even funnier about that is they're in high school, but yet he's the one teaching the martial arts class. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like like they all like teach like like some of them have like teaching classes that they do and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there going, Man, in high school I didn't teach shit. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, how how good do you have to be at martial arts to, to teach while you're still in high school? Like right? whoa. Like Jason's a prodigy. Like they don't talk about that enough. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they, they really don't. But I guess you know they, they were just like, eh, we don't need to explain any of that. It's yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but that in and of itself is the day of the dumpster, the pilot episode, the one that sets the tone for the entire TV show. And again, I, you know, I, I just go back to this. I said, the minute that this hit the airwaves, the minute people saw this episode, people kind of just went, whoa, what is this? This is amazing. Yes. Oh, and, I, I was one of them. Yep. And, uh, and this wasn't the first episode that I ever saw of Power Rangers, I'm pretty sure. Or if I did, I don't remember it as a child. I remember the episode I first saw like as a kid or the one that really sticks out to me, which will come uh, later on in the series. But this is the very first one. It sets the tone and we are off and running with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the day of the dumpster, the very first episode uh, and stuff like that. We're going to take, though, a quick commercial break here on Power Rangers Go, but we will be back. We're going to get a word from TMB Studios here, uh, and we will be back on the other side. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast. Come on back with us. What's up, everybody? It is Blake Collins here with Chatter City. We are dropping the 411 on everything sports. It's baseball, football, basketball, anything and everything about sports, even the unique sports as well. Not only that, but we are also going to have spinoff shows related to the unique people within the CSRA area. Talking about music, talking about movies, different things like that. So you do not ever want to miss out on an episode of Chatter City because I guarantee you, you will not only learn something, but you will also have a heyday and a half as well. This is Blake Collins signing off with Chatter City. Have a blessed rest of your day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Power Rangers Go podcast, all about the Power Rangers and the entire Power Rangers legacy. And we talked about the very first episode, uh, Ace, you know, the day of the dumpster, it set the tone for everything. Well, then, you know, you've got more episodes now. Now you've got a second episode, which is called High Five. And this, to me, what they were kind of going for was more of that kind of showing where, okay, this is a kid's show because now they're starting to show things of like overcoming your fear of heights, overcoming your fear of this and, and kind of thing. Um, would you, would you say that, uh, that that's what they were going for here? A hundred percent. It's in this episode and then subsequent episodes that we see these themes, like you said, themes of overcoming fears or obstacles, themes of, you know, working together and teamwork. Uh, like we, th- these are the type of things that we see, and uh, I-, I actually found those uh, admirable traits in this show that they, you know, did that for kids because clearly the audience is paying attention. So, right, right, and it, it opens up uh, with Jason climbing the rope, and you can uh, tell that Trini's telling him to be careful, so you can see that uh, you know she's got a fear of heights kind of thing, and I've. I've got to point this out because mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, I didn't know about this scene. And then I watched it back and I was like, oh, God, 
why is this scene in here? And it's <laughs> it's where Jason's climbed the rope. Billy gets under him. <laughs> he gets oh, yeah. Him, and <laughs> Billy has the funniest reaction to me. He's like, he's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just flinging around. I'm just like, yeah, what the hell are y'all doing? <laughs> it was so weird, but, you know, that was also... I mean, as silly as it was, that was kind of a of a risky stunt, you know. Like the, these actors aren't trained stuntmen, you know. There's like no no real kind of uh, you know safety harness, you know, to, to keep them, you know, from from falling, you know. But uh, this is true. Yeah, and uh, like as silly as it was, like this was just one of the many things that the show did that really just neglected the safety of their cast. Yeah, and I did, you know, I, hearing that from you, like, I really did not know that, like, all of that was going on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It was, it was not good. <laughs> and, and it'll probably continue to manifest itself as we go along uh, in the series here. But, yeah, in which I'm pretty sure at first the actors didn't really care that much about the pay. I mean, obviously, you know, they cared about the pay. But, you know, they're just happy to finally get a big break at this point. Yeah, at, at, at that point, you're probably right. But I think once Power Rangers mania hit, you know, like once that fever swept the nation, right. they realized that the, their, that the the name was making billions in revenue, you know, hundreds of million dollars in revenue. And they were still getting paid six hundred dollars a week. Right, I, uh, like I, I think that's when they realize, and, and also like there's wow. no union, you know, there's no union, and like they, they don't get paid for like syndication, and uh-huh. so it's just that one one paycheck, you know, every week, and right. that's it, and it's like that's 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 pretty pretty messed up. Yeah, it it is, and and I'm sure we'll get into all of it. Um, like I said, as, as the series mm-hmm. goes on. But, you know, and and at this point, you know, this is only the second episode. And while the show, you know, is probably is at this point is just gaining popularity. It is. It's It's not not, it's not there yet. Pitch that it would eventually become Mm -hmm. uh, and and stuff like that. And so we've got this second episode. We 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 enter there. And of course, Bulk and Skull uh, come in and, you know, try to start. Um, all of this stuff and you know trying to make fun of them for climbing the ropes and stuff like and he's and uh jason goes well i'd like at least i can get all the way up to the top and he goes hey you say bolt can't make it yeah that's what you're saying all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and he and um she i think kimberly says something to him and he and he just goes what do you think I am, stupid? And Zach has the funniest line. Well, you know, well, you know what they say: if the rope fits, <laughs> climb it. Right. <laughs> Skull with his with his trademark laugh laughs at him. It's so funny. That is a trademark laugh. It's like that laugh is like the I don't know what it is. It's like a modified creep uh, creep uh, or uh, yeah, crypt keeper from like uh, <laughs> Tales of the Crypt. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It really is like like if you like if you had a show about a serial killer, he'd probably have that laugh. Right. It's a it's a it's a witch's cackle is what it sounds like. Yeah. 
And there, were, uh, as we know, there would be a lot of laughing oh, in, yeah. in this show. Like, I think everyone laughed at some point. <laughs> um, but so we go there and, and the climb of the rope and Bolt tries to get up on the thing. And of course, he's too fat and he can't make it up. <laughs> and he pulls down part of the wall and it hits him. Bulk <laughs> and Skull, man, just whatever they were asked to do, they they did it. I they, mean, they, yeah. they not only did it, but they went at it with just such conviction. They did. And, you know, like, I, I know that <laughs> it's also funny to note uh, something that I, I think we've got to mention uh, in, in episode one and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm I'm pretty sure this is episode one, but when uh, when they get shot down by Trini and Kimberly, like they they get taunted and they actually go to attack the women. Yes, and uh, and you know they clearly it, it doesn't work. But when they go to attack, you know the these two girls, like they both get flip bumped onto like uh, like the, the padding mats. Yes. And, <laughs> And you know, it's like, man, those guys took their own flip bumps there. Yeah, uh, I'm but- <laughs> wondering if someone I'm wondering if like a wrestler came in for this show and was just like, Yes, yeah, so this is the way you protect your back. <laughs> right. Be sure you tuck your chin and roll, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 literally did. Um and, and I I did forget to mention that. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because we talked about how in the original pilot it was a little bit more creepier than that. It was. It really was. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bulk and Skull were part of a of a gang. And, uh, you know, they almost got into, like, this big gang fight with the Power Rangers. You know, it's that whole ordeal. But thankfully, they didn't go with that pilot episode. And we got yeah, what we have instead. Because <laughs> I really don't think, I really don't think that would have worked out too well. Like, Fox had been like, yeah, we're just going to shut this down. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was also this weird sequence uh, in the in the original pilot with uh, with Zordon when he was explaining the powers of the Rangers and and the dinosaurs th- that they represent. And when he was explaining it, it would pan to each Power Ranger, and their faces would morph into the dinosaur. And it was the stuff of nightmares. Like it was so creepy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good Lord. I'm so glad I never saw this. I don't think I could watch it. Listen, like I, I'm a I'm a 31 year old man and I like that creeped me out. So I can only imagine what it would have done to me if I were a kid. Right. Like I, that just. Yeah, that's just. And before we, you know, continue on with high five, I, I'll mention something that we forget to mention um in the first episode but the first episode ends with zordon talking to us and explaining to us um these are three rules that you have to follow or you will lose the protection of the power one never escalate a battle unless rita forces you to uh two well actually no i'm sorry one um never use your power for personal gain Mm-hmm. To uh, never escalate a battle unless Rita forces you to, and three, never r- reveal your identities. Um, no one may know you are a Power Ranger, and if you don't follow these rules, you lose the power, kind of thing. Right. And so, uh, obviously, no one knows that they are Power Rangers. Yes. Um, and uh, so we go in to high five, and Billy comes in with the infamous. 
uh, communicators. Amazing. Amazing, amazing communicator. And uh, it works a little differently than he intends. Yes, it does, because <laughs> he's still working the kinks out and stuff like that, which I'm which I was kind of like, well, there's got to be some kinks because, you know, he only, you know, saw these guys last week. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, they, they are extraordinary because Jason is like a young karate prodigy. Right. And then we have Billy, who is like this boy genius inventor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's pretty incredible. Yeah, pretty much like like they all and I think that's kind of the thing of what made them so work. They all balanced each other out kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, Jason, you said was a prodigy. He and he would be, kind of be looked at as a jock kind of thing. Right. Um, right. Zach was, you know, I, I, I would say more rambunctious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe is the word I, I don't really know, but he was more the outgoing, but he was always going to stick up for his friends. Trini's the more careful one, and then Kimberly, you know, well, she was Kimberly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so we're in this episode, and they get transported to the the, um, uh, command center, if I can talk at this point. (laughs) Uh, But they get transported to the command center. And we see that Billy obviously has to work out the kinks of it and stuff like that. And they all pile up on top of each other and um, land on Alpha. And Alpha comes up with the funniest thing. He just, oh, welcome, homegirls, homeboys. What brings you to the hood? Right. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And Zach just said, too much TV. Yeah. And it's true. Uh, I was just like, I was yes. Like, I, was, I just sat there. I was like, I was like, did Alpha really just say that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and that was that was the perfect line, perfect delivery. Like, yeah, just too much TV. <laughs> it was. It was. It, it was great. And then, of course, you know, Zordon commends him for the uh, latest invention, and he says Alpha will help work out a lot of the kinks. And Alpha's like, oh, this is so easy. And then she's like, uh-oh. And starts going off like just just like he took a big bowl of sugar. Just, right. Just, just, <laughs> oh, oh, just running around and everything. This was the first robot I ever saw that had anxiety. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know robots could have anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what we get. And then Rita you know, says, well, I'm going to just end this right off the bat. I'm going to trap them in a time warp just like I did Zordon. Mm-hmm. And so and so we kind of get a little uh, more info about Zordon as to why he is trapped in there then that because Rita trapped him. And so she's going to try to do the same uh, for the Power Rangers. But first, uh, you know, she sends the putties to... Uh, try and attack them and stuff like that and we see that like you know kimberly's like guys we got to morph and he's and jason goes no we've got to try to take care of things on our own so basically saying of like hey this is what zordon meant of like don't use your powers unless you have to right unless you really need to and with the putties as we all know you don't 
don't really need your powers that much. No, no, not a whole lot. You know what? I, if I can be honest here, I think that like if, if you and I were hanging out, you know, just just shooting the shit, and a group of of six putties jumped out of nowhere, I, I think we'd be fine. I think, I think so too. I mean, I I might shit myself a little bit. It might happen. I mean, but you know, I get over. It. <laughs> it, it, it. That'd be interesting, though. But uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so we go to the fight, and we now see where you know uh, the whole thing of overcoming our fears uh, and stuff like that really comes into play. We mm-hmm. have Trini and Billy, and of course, Billy. I guess we're trying to make it known right off the bat that while yes, he is a Power Ranger, he's going to struggle more than the rest of them at first. Yeah, we we also have to remember like he has zero kind of experience with with anything physical. Like his first karate lesson wasn't the first episode, right? And he wasn't doing too hot, you know. So, <laughs> right, like he knew what you know martial arts meant, and he knew all of the brainiac stuff. But when it came to the physical stuff, you know, he 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 wasn't getting it right off the bat. And even Jason says, "Hey, man, you know, I was a starter." Mm-hmm. Uh, one time in my life before so it takes time to learn these things and we will see that as billy grows uh right. throughout, throughout the series but right now you know he's kind of this scared little brainiac uh, uh, let, let me ask you this from... oh i'm sorry okay, uh, go ahead uh, let me ask you this um do you think that when you morph like I, I believe that that when they morph it, it amplifies their strength and agility and durability, but do you think it amplifies your fighting skills too? I you know, I think that's always been kind of the underlying thing about it. I I, I think so because it just seemed like the minute that they morphed, they knew how to do stuff. Like right. you, you don't have to think. Like it's almost like when you morph the suit kind of just programs it into your brain kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah, so, that makes sense. So I can see that. Maybe they maybe they should have explained that more. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I can, yeah, I can definitely see that, like, when you morph, you just, you just know how to fight. Because obviously, you know, Billy didn't really know how to fight uh, worth a lick right. for any of this. And then all of a sudden he turns into the Blue Ranger. He's now a karate expert. Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're in high five and he goes up to the top of this cliff. And then Trini has to kind of capture him, which I thought was kind of weird because he goes up the opposite way where you can just walk right up. And <laughs> she goes and takes this route of climbing up on boulders. She <laughs> does. does that I'm work? Like- yeah, I'm like, Trini, like, there's a safer way to do it, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I commend you for, you know, being brave in this moment, but come on, girl. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's just like, here, just walk up the damn step. And what's so funny was that she finally gets up there and she helps them, and that putty takes a nasty fall. Oh, he does. They didn't he, really show it. Like, like no. they didn't show how long the fall was, but I was like, damn. I mean, it... it it looked like a good fall. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. It was a damn good fall. That was. That's for sure. Like if you <laughs> fell off of that thing, you're definitely dead right. in real life. Kind of yeah. thing. And I'll what's do- so interesting about that is when she goes up and she helps him, and then they look down. The others are in trouble, and 
<laughs> they go, we've got to help them. Come on, let's walk down the path now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Let's take it, the it, easy route to get down there. <laughs> And here's the thing that really kills me about the putty. Like even on top of that, it's like the putty. They have three of the five rangers, and mm-hmm. they finally have the upper hand. And like, what do they do? They just circle them and hold them. Like yes, <laughs> the I was gonna say. And then what was even what was even great about that was Trini and Billy's solution was just to come up under them <laughs> and just push them off. Just push two or three of them off. It, it, it'll knock the rest of them down. <laughs> and then, and then after that, probably <laughs> I couldn't get over this. Form a human chain. Yeah. Oh, the human chain. I almost forgot about the human chain. <laughs> the human chain, man. So Zach gets on top of him, lays back, and Kimberly. You know, is like with her legs out. Yeah. And they just they just circle around <laughs> and somehow that beats these unstoppable putties. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my I mean, god. When I saw the human chain, I lost it. I was yes. just like, that's the funniest thing I've ever that, seen. <laughs> that was some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. But seriously, for 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 the people out there listening, if you don't remember this, just do yourself a favor and Google it. Power Rangers human chain. Hilarious! <laughs> it's hilarious. In fact, just go and watch the whole episode. Watch the it's whole great. episode. Yes. And and if you're wondering, folks, where you can find all of this, uh, I'll tell you where you can find it very easily. You can go on Netflix. That's where yes. I'm watching it. Netflix literally has every single Power Rangers season yes. up on there, and so that is where uh, you can find it. And that is where um, uh, uh, I am looking at all of this. And stuff like that. And so High Five continues, uh, you know, after the human chain. <laughs> you would think, you would think, oh, well, that, that, that's got to be it. <laughs> kind of thing. But it's not because we still have the Japanese footage, which pretty much just goes all Japanese footage after this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is Rita Repulsa has sent down a monster named Bones. And I, I'm going to do my famous Bones impression. <laughs> I am Bones at your service. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, you know, i got to be honest. Like, um, Bones was very memorable for me because I remember him as a kid. And uh, I didn't know that he was just the second monster that they fight. Because right? uh, Bones, Bones is pretty impressive. I mean, like, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah, and he's, you know, you look at that monster and you're like, ooh, that might, you know, I can see where parents might be like, that's a little scary for kids. Like, the dude was literally taking off his own head. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't think many children's TV shows do that nowadays, but then again, I could be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) After all all that's out there now. But but here is Bones, and and, and, and we get introduced to him. And he says, here, let me give you a head. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Oh. And, and he traps the Rangers, which actually before this, uh, Fabu releases the time warp device, which mm-hmm. is this little toy rocket spaceship. That yes. They, 
you can clearly see that it's Japanese footage because you can tell all of the Japanese people <laughs> running and the buildings around them. And it's just like, wow, y'all couldn't have made it any more obvious than that. <laughs> They were just like, like, we're not reshooting all that. We're just going to take that whole entire footage. Yes. And, you know, I don't think we we mentioned this yet, but I mean, another well-known fact is, you know, Mm -hmm. the the, the Yellow Ranger was a guy, you know, in Super Sentai. Oh, it was he now? Yeah. Wow, yeah. I, I forgot about that. That's oh, right. Yeah. And, and that's why that's why the pink ranger has a skirt and the yellow one doesn't. And <laughs> why the yellow ranger has a bulge and the pink one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed that, but now I'm not going to be able to get that image out of my head. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. God, that's tremendous. Oh, that's tremendous! I, I I'm now not I'm now gonna not be able to not see that now. <laughs> it's impossible. I've often wondered that too. Like I was just like, why is it that the yellow one doesn't have a skirt, right. but the pink one does? <laughs> yes, and it's like, man, like the, I mean, you know, like I like uh, all all shapes and body sizes are are, are are equal, but it's like, man, like. For some reason, when when Trini goes into her outfit, like she has like no breast, like it's just <laughs> like wow, true. that's <laughs> this is true. I, it, it, this is true. I I then I, I I didn't even I, I didn't even think about that, but this is very true. <laughs> it's great, and I, you know, and you would notice like in later years, like the yellow rangers or, or, or anytime you would have a girl ranger that they, they would put the skirts on them more right yeah uh, <laughs> and stuff like that wow and plus think about this in, in the original then that means you had four guys and one girl yes so it's like good lord how lonely <laughs> must she have been right. <laughs> oh she had a lot of options <laughs> <laughs> this is very true like like the american uh, like, like like the American version, they they were just like, no, we can't just have one girl. We got to have a second girl. Here. Right. We got to even this out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense. Oh man! But so we go into it, and they launch the time device, and they actually end up trapping the Rangers uh, in this, uh, you know, kind of time warp dimension where they're fighting Bones. And of course, again, you can tell. That this is all Japanese footage, uh-huh. um, just from start to finish, and then they they're fighting him, and they blast him, and 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 you know they kind of like you know stop him at times, and then Billy finally goes, "We need to destroy his head," which I was all, which I was just like, "How did you just suddenly figure that out?" Yeah, that that was very astute of Billy. <laughs> he just he just we need to destroy his head. Yeah, <laughs> give it to me. And then throws it to Trini, and she, you know, th- and they're battling these, not these putties, but these, like, skeleton figures. Right. And I'm sitting there just like, good lord, this is dark as hell right it now. It is. <laughs> like, 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 this is, this might give, you know, children nightmares. And yeah. Especially when she takes the head, and she throws it into the volcano. Like, I was yes. just like, oh, man, that's pretty barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like that'll do it. <laughs> that yep, that that'll do it, and it does. And then what I didn't realize about this episode was this is 
probably one of the first times where I've seen Rita pull out two monsters. Yeah. So she pulls yeah. out she pulls out bones <clears throat> and you know they destroy his head so he doesn't get the job done. But then there's like this big giant knight kind of thing. And I don't even think it had a name to it actually. It just was a big monster. Right. And it grabs Jason and it grabs him out of the time warp. Like it just reaches in and grabs him. So it's like <laughs> their whole plan just went up in smokes. And I was just like, right. you, just, you just ruined your own plan. <laughs> it's, it's true. Oh, man. And so we get this big, huge night. And then, you know, we get the dinosaur power um, mm-hmm. and they defeat him. And, uh, uh, you know, this is the second episode. And, you know, Zordon congratulates everyone, you know, especially Trini for overcoming her fear of heights. And we go back to the juice bar where she's looking at the uh, rope. Mm-hmm. And they're all, st- they're all standing <laughs> around her. And Zach comes up in a skeleton mask <laughs> costume. And, <laughs> and she's just like, you won't catch me, you know, climbing anything like that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just goes, Tears <laughs> her up there. Yes. He's like, well, it looks like you've overcome your fear of heights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I was like, this oh, was man. A great, this... this was a great uh, episode, I thought. A lot of fun stuff in it. And of course, like we said, just some of the things, the human chain. I don't, I don't think oh, it'll be a funnier image in Power no. Rangers. And, and, and you know what? I'm glad you bring that up again because. Like that—that that the impla that implies that they've practiced this for him to say, "All right, guys, human chain," and then they all know what to do, (laughs) and that there was no problems. Like like Zach was just able to balance like that with no problem. Right. Like he's not only balancing; he's literally hanging. Yes. It's like, oh, so you guys have done this before? (laughs) I guess so. Like I was just like, what? It was just so funny, but but even that I, again, I just go back to the thing of like Trini takes this long route to get up there to save Billy. Right, they're in trouble. We got to get down there. Hey, let's just walk down the path yeah. now. <laughs> let's go the safe way down. Let's go the safe way down. And and again, they're all just they're circling around them, and all they do is just come up under them and just push them off. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like the. The punny man. <laughs> it's just great stuff, but it again, is. You know, the Power Rangers is still off and running, and still off to this hot start, uh, and and everything like that. And we just see, you know, where this show is going to continue to grow and stuff like that. And uh, we will talk about the third episode called Teamwork coming up right after this from a word from TMB Studios. Come on back with us. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast right here on TMB Studios. Hello, Internet. It's Chris Dickens. And have you ever considered going to a restaurant but wasn't sure about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their ease of access? Well, let me take the stress out of that by offering you the chance to listen to the newest podcast on TMB Studios called The Bite. On The Bite, yours truly goes to these restaurants in and around the nation and lets you know from my own firsthand experience about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their location's ease of access. And then you, the consumer, can make the decision on your own account listening for this podcast if the place is worth your time 
and your money. All you have to do is just tune in for brand new episodes of The Fight. It's worth the time, worth the patience, and ultimately, worth your sanity. Check out The Bite on TMB Studios. Welcome back, folks, to the Power Rangers Go podcast right here with your host, Caleb Stovall, and the superhero homie Q, the ace of everything, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, talking here about the Power Rangers. And we're going to move on to the third episode uh, in the series, which is called Teamwork, which is obviously um, a kiddie-type uh, episode, I guess, to show the value of teamwork, which works in very well ways, obviously, with this because the Power Rangers are a five-man unit or, you know, a five-team unit. And, uh, you know, they have to learn, you know, the importance of working together as a team. Not that they haven't worked together as a team, obviously, but the fact that, 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 that they really need to, I guess... Uh, uh, improve upon their teamwork. Um, would you say? Oh yeah. I mean, and this kind of goes back to what we spoke about in the uh, last episode a little bit about how they started implementing uh, themes for the episodes. You know, mm-hmm. things like overcoming fear, and in this episode, learning how to work as a team. You know, things like that that uh, are I think are really important to put in children's entertainment you know and it's also a way for the show to say that hey we're not just you know gratuitous violence for children but we're also teaching really important things right right we're just teaching it in a more fun way that you learn in school (laughs) exactly yes this is the way we (laughs) wish school was right (laughs) but we open up the episode and the girls kimberly and trini are looking to get uh this petition sign to clean up the dumpster that they have at Angel Grove. And apparently it's this horrible, toxic waste dump, pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just disgusting and they need to clean it up type of thing. We have a lot of places like that here in Augusta that need that. (laughs) (laughs) That's for a different story, but kind of the same thing here. So, so they need to get, you know, petitions. And again, I guess we're really seeing why Zordon chose them because they're people that really want to protect the earth. They want to, you know, not only just protect the earth, but they want to restore the environment. You know, they want to keep it unpolluted and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. They want to really, they want to really show the value in that. Would you agree? Oh yeah. Uh, and, and there is also kind of like another, uh, like I guess B plot theme of of this episode is, yeah, you know, keeping the environment safe, cleaning up around your neighborhood, you know, that kind of thing, and also a really good message. Yes, it, it is. And so the girls try to get signatures, and of course the guys come up to them, uh, Jason, Billy, and Zach, and they sign the petition, and they tell them, "Hey, would you like to go to the dumpster with us to you know drop off these petitions?" And they all come up with an excuse. And it's not that they, to me. Yeah, I was gonna say, let me let me ask you about that because I was I was a little, I didn't know what to make of this because the way that they gave their responses sounded like they were just trying to get out of it, but they legitimately had to do those things. Yeah, that was, it, 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 and that was something I was gonna bring up because 
you know, Jason says, you know, I, I would love to, but I have to have a karate class after school, which he did. He yeah. had to have a karate uh, <laughs> class after school. Um, Zach, you know, now Zach's, he could have put that off for later. <laughs> he said, he, he said, he Alpha needed me to help him with something. And it's like, you could have put that off for later. <laughs> you, you know, you're probably right. In, in his defense, though, it's like, I, I don't know if I want to say no to this sentient robot and his overlord trapped in a jar, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, that's, that's, and, and here's what's so funny. I, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, so Alpha, you know, what's, what's, what's Zach the show in dance moves? Yeah. And yes, Zach now. has some dance moves now. I mean, that dude, that dude can dance. Oh, yeah. He we can know move. that. Yes. But he, Alpha wants him to show him the dance moves. And I kept thinking the whole time, Zach is sitting there and he's talking with Alpha. What is Zordon thinking just looking down at this, just going? <laughs> Zordon's probably thinking, I wish I still had legs. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I can bob my head. All right. <laughs> I got the like, best he head bounce. He doesn't say anything the entire time. <laughs> he doesn't. And I'm just sitting there just like, oh. what is he thinking at this point? He's just like, God, no make it stop. <laughs> like, Alpha, take me offline right, right. now. Just, I'll come back when needed. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, they, but back to your point, though, it did. I, I guess that's what they were kind of trying to say was that, like, if we work together as a team, this would be more effective mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it did seem like they had a bunch of excuses. Like, okay, Billy's excuse. I was like, all right, you were looking for a way to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like Zach and Billy, it, it just it kind of looked like they were looking for a way to get out. But they actually did have stuff to do. But it's like That's you could have put it off, I guess, and helped the girls out or whatnot. And I guess, I, I guess that was, you know the um the the point of it so it, but it was it was kind of interesting the way that they kind of did it because you were kind of like well i mean they had to do these things but yeah yeah you know, kind of but you know the girls are trying to get uh you know the petition signed and then of course we get our favorite duo bulk and skull oh we yeah get, we actually get more of a gang this time we actually have a yeah and another guy and it was like this would happen at different times. Like it would just happen at random times. There would be someone extra with bulk and skull. Mm-hmm. And this was one of them. Like, like you just had this like blonde haired girl and she didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. No. All she did was kick the trash can uh, at them. And then Kimberly, you know, flips over. And right. uh, Skull, God bless him, goes, goes. see, you finally flipped over me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, like, they were like, let's get her. Here's my thing. When they got her, what were they going to do to her? I never have any idea. No, I, you know what they're going to do? They were going to do the same thing the putty men were trying to do in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> so then all we need is the human chain to protect yeah. them, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that, if we ever get t-shirts for this show, I'm making a human chain t-shirt. Oh, we have to do it. Yeah. A Power Rangers human chain t-shirt. 
<laughs> yes. It's oh. not morphin time, it's human chain time. It's human chain time. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was if that was the line in the show? It's human chain time. Human chain time. And every time they do the human chain, it works. <laughs> go, go, human chain. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh my lord. But yeah, so they but they run into each other and then you know they fall into the trash can and of course it's it's the funniest thing. But again, my thing is is I'm like so that girl standing over there that's supposed to be with him, what the hell is she doing? Like, yeah, no she idea. Does nothing. <laughs> she just does nothing. And so they go to um, the dumpster, and it, you know, it looks like just everything that they say it does. It's it's an absolute waste dump. Mm-hmm. It's horrible looking. It's disgusting. And they're you know walking around. They're looking. And here was the thing, too, was I was just like, why was there not one construction worker on site? Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, uh-huh. There's a there's a point, I think, just a few minutes earlier in the episode when uh, Rita Repulsa eludes that she put the dumpster there. Mm. And and I was like, when did you do this? Yeah. When would you have had the time? <laughs> to put this this dumpster here that they seem to have known about forever. <laughs> Magic wand, make this dumpster <laughs> smell. Because <laughs> she eludes that she that she either put it there or did something with the dumpster to lure them off into a trap. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I saw that and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I've I've. I don't know. I, I don't know if there was a rewrite there or something like that. I, I don't know, but it that was very interesting mm-hmm. and something I didn't even think about as well. But you know, I, I, I can't really answer that. But you know, they go to the dumpster and then the putties atta- attack them, and they're split off from their friends. So you know, they're fighting them off, but they're having trouble because they're outnumbered. Right. And then, you know, we cut to Zach showing alpha dance moves. And <laughs> Zordon is just like, all right, you know, th- th- there's a monster on the loose. Um, or or He's th- like, the girls are in trouble. Zordon's like, oh, thank God. There's there's someone attacking the ranch. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, the alarms sound like music to me now. <laughs> but he but he calls in the guys and they're like, what's up? And they're like, the girls are in trouble. Take a look at the viewing globe. And, um, you know, they see that they are in trouble. But then he's like, but wait a minute. There's a a Minotaur monster that Rita has released. And um, (laughs) I kind of wanted to think of the role models line. I can't believe my eyes. A Minotaur. Like, that's just what I wanted to think of when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so be a role model's moment. Oh, yes. (laughs) But so she sends down the Minotaur monster. The guys go after that, and they they still have to split up because now – and that's kind of what Rita was trying to do. She was trying to split them apart so she could pick them off uh, separate, which is a good strategy if you think about it. It is. So the girls, you know, fight off the putties and then they try to go and help the guys. 
And the Power Rangers, as Alpha uh, mentions, he goes, ay, 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 the Power Rangers still have their hands full. And, yeah. and actually, I forgot to mention this. This was the funniest part of Alpha was when he saw that the girls were in trouble. He goes, dude, that's in trouble. Dude, yes. that's in trouble. Dude, that's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I was like. If if I'd have been in the room, I'd have been like, "So Alpha, are the dudettes in trouble?" Right. <laughs> I think the dudettes are in trouble. I think that's what he's trying to say. I, I think that's what he's saying here. <laughs> oh but, my goodness! But they are in trouble, and, and you know the Power Rangers are getting worked over. It seems that even the Megazord is not enough to handle this right now, mm-hmm. and it looks like Rita has them on the run. And then Zordon says. It is time for me to uh, reveal to them the power weapons. Yes. And these would become the iconic power weapons. I don't think anyone uh, who was a Power Rangers fan did not know what these power weapons were. Of or course. did not have one of these power weapons. Oh, I had them all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, of course, you know, you get Billy, the uh, power lance. Trini, mm-hmm. Power Daggers, Kimberly, Power Bow, Zach, Power Axe, and Jason, Power Sword! I love to do Jason when, when he does that. Yeah, um, it's just with Jason such enthusiasm. Like the perfect voice for the first Red Ranger? Oh, absolutely. There can never be another first Red Ranger. You no, know. Like, it I, really couldn't. Like, he just had, he had that voice. That was just like, all right, that's the leader. And it just every time he said it's morphin' time. Exactly. It's such, you know, gusto. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he just it, it, it just it sounded perfect. Right. Um, and everything like that. And so we're introduced to the power weapons. And they get up in front of the Minotaur and they, you know, do their classic pose, you know. All right, Minotaur. You're going down. Face it, Minotaur. <laughs> You're history. <laughs> Doing their thing. And then, you know, they're they're hitting them with it. And they finally bring them together. And, you know, the infamous Power Axe. Yes. Power Bow. Power Daggers. Power Lance. And then, of course, Power Sword. And... <laughs> The, you know, Power Rangers uh, blaster is born, and you know when they when they brought these in, it just took the Power Rangers, Power Rangers to another level. At this a point, whole it was like, oh, level. now they've got the awesome Zords, and now yes. they've got these awesome weapons. You know what was really great about the weapons was that I mean in in almost every episode you know we see the uh, the the Zords or even the Megazord in most episodes but they don't bring out the weapons in every episode like that's only on occasion right you know and and it, it makes them feel more special oh absolutely I, and I agree which I always found was interesting to me because it's like how do you know which one to bring out at which time <laughs> like <laughs> like okay we can finish him with the power blaster oh but we got to finish him with the megazord like right <laughs> like how do you determine that <laughs> that's that's a good question you know and, and also i wonder like does the power bow does it come with like how, how many arrows does that come with 
Yeah, she just always pulled those out of nowhere. There right. was no thought to that whatsoever. <laughs> like, oh. she didn't have a bunch of arrows on her back or anything. No. She just, it was just power bow, and I could pull out these, inf- you know, infinite power uh, arrows and stuff. Like <laughs> but, what, but what's interesting, too, about that that I, that I forgot to mention as well, was this, they have, like, these power guns on their belt. Yeah. They rare which can turn into not only a blaster, but it also is like a little mini sword or a mini knife. I yeah, guess it's like like say. a yeah, like a dagger thing they can transform it into. Yeah. Right. And it was always like, why the hell don't y'all use that more often? Right. Like, I mean, blast like, them. Yeah, it's like especially like with the putties, like just save your energy and shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lean just lean them all up in the line just <laughs> Like, no one thought that. No one in the Japanese thought, hey, we should probably just use these more often as blasters. <laughs> but, hey, I, oh. I, I, guess, I guess it's just the way that it was uh, kind of thing. But we finally get the power blaster. We get the meaning of teamwork. Uh, and then, you know, we get the kids going uh, back to the school. And they said, you know, that's what teamwork is all about. And then Mr. Kaplan says, look at this mess. He sounds like Vince McMahon, does he not? He kind of <laughs> does. He really does. <laughs> he really did. Like, I was just, I was like, I swear, I was trying not to use wrestling references oh. on the show. But, he, but when I saw him say that, I was just like, oh, my God, you could do an impression of Vince McMahon. He, he sounds Someone like. call him for Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> Yes, he sounds like if Vince ever tried his hand at theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he he literally could do a, a Vince McMahon uh, impersonation uh, and stuff like that. But he sees that there is this big mess in the hallway, which I'm just like, he automatically looks at them and he's just like, I want to talk to you. And I'm sitting there like, well, who said that they did it? <laughs> All right. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing that got me. It's like. I mean, sure, I get it that they were there, but, I mean, who's to say that they did it? Yeah. Well, clearly they didn't do it. They weren't even, like, in the building when that happened. Right. Which I was curious, when the hell that mess happened? That's a good question. I mean, I guess we can assume that Bulk and Skull's gang did it, but right. we have we have no real evidence. Right. I guess, like, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but they, uh... But there was that big mess in the hallway. And so, you know, Jason says, what do you say? We show a little teamwork and get this mess cleaned up. And they move at the speed of light. Yes. <laughs> like with the with the campy type comedy music in the background. And they're just picking up all this stuff. And what's so funny is, is when they're supposedly done, if you go back and you look at it, there's still like half the trash on the floor. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like you guys didn't even get it all. And no. then the... <laughs> And then Kaplan comes back out and there's like no mess around. I was just like, wait a minute, you forgot you forgot some. You missed right. a spot. <laughs> <laughs> but they but he comes in and he's like, What happened to the mess? Mess? What mess? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's just like Oh, and he walks away. 
uh, kind of thing. And then Zordon calls it back and is just like, congratulations, Power Rangers, you know. Uh, and he goes, <laughs> he says the funniest thing. Please excuse the static from your uh, communicators. Alpha's been working on his dance steps. (laughs) (laughs) And Alpha is in it. And it just, it looks like he's just throwing a tantrum. Exactly. He's just moving uncoordinatedly and stuff like that. And and hitting the... (laughs) The, the command center. I'm surprised he didn't burn down the command center when he did it. <laughs> you would think so. I mean, honestly. Because he was just hitting it and sparks were flying. It was just, oh my god. It was it was so funny. And Zach is just like putting his hand over his eyes. Just like, Alpha, my man. Just knock off the dance moves and keep that, keep that control panel working. Right. <laughs> That's more important. That's more important. <laughs> like my life support systems is over there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we use evil to fight with that. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that is teamwork. The third episode in this pow- in this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. And yeah, what'd you think of this episode, Ace? No, I uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I didn't like it as much as uh, as one or two, uh, honestly, but you know I still thought that this episode had a lot of merit to it. Right, right. I, I agree completely. Um, it's still like I, I think the thing that everyone will take away from this episode, obviously, is the uh, is the power weapons that were exactly. Introduced. It was it was a necessary episode to to uh, bring those power weapons in and add in that other dimension to the Rangers that would eventually become a hot toy sell- selling item. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just like the Megazords and, and stuff like that. And it's interesting because, you know, they still had the Megazord in this episode, but they weren't able to defeat the monster without the power weapons. Right, right. Yeah, um, and, and that is true. And, like, it's, it's also interesting because, like, that's something that they established so early on and I, I didn't remember them doing that i i could have sworn that you know for a long time once the megazord came out that was it yeah yeah um and so we get we're, we're done with teamwork and we've got one more episode here on on the power rangers go podcast but we're going to take one more final a timeout here on the Power Rangers Go podcast for one more word here from TMB Studios. And we will be back with more Power Rangers right here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. I'm begging you, don't pull that trigger. Don't ever tell the Marines to pull that trigger! Hey, I'm Survivor Payne, Bill Blanchard, and as United States Marines, we all live on this shoot! And we're going to do it right here on the Wrestling Shootout. We are going to shoot on all things professional wrestling. I will have every single guest that comes to my show. We're going to shoot now if it's WWE, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care if it's the IWE, or Bauer Pro, or even UCW. Is UCW still around? Well, we're going to get into that too. Whether they come back or don't come back, or even where the hell we're going to shoot about WBCCW. Wait, I know they're not there. But anyways, on a brand new season of the Wrestling Shootout, anytime comes to my damn show, lock on and let's back up, let's get ready to shoot, baby. I ain't holding back, and you never told Marine I can pull that trigger. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast. 
right here, exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast, and we've got one more episode for you here today to look at from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, which is called A Pressing Engagement. And this is one where I guess if you're a kid, the message is, is, you know, it's okay to lean on your friends. It's okay to ask for help from your friends. Would you get that kind of vibe from this? I do. And I guess just to add on a little bit to it is like perseverance, Uh, you know, not not giving up and, and understanding that, you know, sometimes what you see as a failure is just the next step to your success. Right, because we open up this episode and it opens up with Jason uh, bench pressing and breaking a world record that is actually held by bulk of all people, right? The, the, everything about this is so ridiculous. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like I, I, I'm, I'm literally, uh, I'm in the gym five to six days a week. And, and that's, that's not a flex. It's just, it's just a fact. And it's like, well, yes, un- th- I can vouch for him on that, folks. <laughs> And it's like understanding, you know, anything about bench pressing. First of all, no one has ever bench pressed 1,000 of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently in Angel Grove, they did. So, (laughs) and apparently he didn't do it just one time. He did it about three times. About three times. And like you said, bulk host the record. Like, My mind was blown within, like, the first 40 seconds of this episode. Right. Like, what I wanted them to say was how much bulk actually had on it. Like, what was the number that Jason was really... Like, it seemed like it was 1,010. Yeah, was that was... was trying to break. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting I, there like, bulk? You did 1,010? Uh-uh. Or 1,009? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm not I, buying there's, that. Yeah, there's no way. Look at how big he is. There's no way in hell he could do that. (laughs) Oh, he just decided after he just decided after breaking that record, he was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna eat now. (laughs) Right. And you know, on top of that, it was just such a such an arbitrary and strange number to go with. What was what should the number be? Let's make it a thousand and ten. A thousand and ten reps. Thousand and ten. I can. (laughs) I could probably maybe see 300 at the most. You know, I was going to say like 100. Like okay, Bo- there you Bo- go. Did 100 and Bo- did 100, uh, 109. And, you know, Jason's going to try to break with 110 reps, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. But <laughs> like, they were just, just like, a thousand. Just like, nope, 1,000. <laughs> You know, like if I if I lived in Angel Grove and I saw Jason do a thousand ten bench press reps, I would have said, "Man, that's 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 otherworldly. That's superhuman. That guy must be a Power Ranger." <laughs> it's, it's very obvious now who they all are. He he always wears red. Man, as a matter of fact, Zach always wears black. Kim always wears pink. Billy always wears blue. I think I'm on to something. <laughs> That was something we haven't talked about yet, too, was was they for some reason it was a rule that they all had to wear their colors all the time. They couldn't switch 
from any color. It had no. Jason was red. He had to wear red. <laughs> Zach was the black ranger. He had to wear black. Kimberly pink. He had to wear pink. Trini yellow. He had to wear yellow. Like maybe who made that rule. Maybe it was like some some type of conditioning. You know, maybe they were like so. Kids never get them mixed up. They'll always know who's who under the helmets. I just, well, I'm sitting there just like, I think after the fourth episode, we got who is who. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree completely. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't that hard to not recognize who was who, I guess, but I don't know. And then again, keep in mind, all this is going on while they're in high school. I don't know about you. I don't know any high schoolers from my day that did even 50 reps, let alone 1,010 reps. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. I mean, even even today, like if someone says, hey, man, you want to do 50 reps of anything? I'm like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 50 reps, like that. straight, nonstop. Like, that's insane. So and, it's... I mean, and I mean, like, you know, I, I guess in fairness to Jason, I mean, you know, he is ripped. I mean, he I mean is. you can tell his He's muscles very good shape. are huge. Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, ain't no way in hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like WWE should have said, "Fuck Mark Henry." There's the world's strongest. Right. <laughs> Get us Austin St. John. <laughs> you would literally, uh, literally need like a Wolverine healing factor to bench press <laughs> for that long. <laughs> exactly. It would, be, it would be like in Dragon Ball Z. They'd have to go in the you know time chamber. Yeah. And just heal. Just to, <laughs> all right. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I don't know, but but that's that's what they chose to go with. But here's where the episode got even really weird to me was when Kimberly comes over and sees it, and she's got gum in her mouth, and she blows up this big, huge gum bubble. And Zach just somehow is just skateboarding, which he never does in the show whatsoever. <laughs> but for here, we're just going to have him on a skateboard. And he comes up, he, he runs into Kimberly, and it's, you know, it's this big thing, and it causes Jason to mess up. And, of course, by the way, if someone is spotting me, the last person I would want is fucking Ernie. Hey, right? He's, he's eating a sub sandwich. You know, he, he's not keeping count. He's not, he's not there to help me in case I can't get the weight up. I mean, what's he doing? That's what I said. I was just like, I was like, that is the last person I would want spotting me because he just, he was fucking clueless the whole time. Like, he even says to Jason, um, I forgot what number you're on. Can you start again? <laughs> like, do you know how crazy that sounds? Like, there would have been a fist fight if, if that were me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been, you motherfucker! <laughs> you better pick up this time, put on... They didn't have cell phones either, so it's not like <laughs> they could have right. Oh my god, I I do remember that, and I I remember seeing it. And when he says "start again," five minutes later, we come back to him, and he's back at a thousand. He's back at a thousand. <laughs> like how the hell? <laughs> it's so asinine. Did it's... he not take a break to get a smoothie or something after that? He, he he didn't take a single break, and I mean, like I'm not gonna do the math on it, but you're right. It was maybe maybe five minutes tops before he's back <laughs> at it, 
and I'm like, I don't know how many reps you have to do, like <laughs> in that time frame <laughs> to get back up to a thousand. <laughs> But, I don't know, but apparently he did it somehow. <laughs> oh. so, so we go into that, and he's he's distraught that he didn't break it uh, type of thing. And, you know, he's like, guys, I'm really bummed out that I didn't get this. And, and you know, Zach is trying to apologize to him. I'm sorry for messing you up. He's like, he's like it's all right, bro. And then Kim is just like, and he looks at Kim and he's like, uh, sorry about the whole, you know, getting gum all over your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, how much gum was she chewing? Because that was a lot of gum on both of them. <laughs> I, said, I, I said that, too. I was like, I was like, how the hell did she blow up that big of a, right. a gumball like that? There's no <laughs> way in hell. I don't know, but she she blew up this huge thing, and the Zach runs right into her. It's all over her face, <laughs> and of course, Kimberly, being the fashion person, you know, gets it all over. She's like, ah, ah. Right. <laughs> "This is the same person who, upon getting into her Zor for the first time, said, hey, nice stereo.' <laughs> you know, this. <laughs> hey, nice stereo. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting into like this alien." vehicle weapon of mass destruction and, <laughs> and you want to talk about the stereo right well it, it, to be fair in today's day and age it would be more like hey nice subwoofers <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah <laughs> I mean if she, she's also the one who after said first battle was like no nah, I don't like the way that the helmet makes my hair look <laughs> <laughs> this is true but so we go in or so we, we continue on with the episode and Jason is bummed about this and Bolt comes up behind him and says, I see my record is still intact and, you know, grabs him and he and, and they're just like, hey, man, let him go. And he's like got him in like a bear hug position from behind and right. Jason just looks at him. And goes, this is one of the funniest parts is he goes, hey, Bolt, you ticklish. And he starts tickling him to let to get him to let go, and Bulk is you know laughing, and he and then Jason just steps on his foot, yeah. and he goes he goes, oh my foot, and then he leans back and he's like, oh my pants, yeah. <laughs> and like pants split right down the middle of the back, underwear out and everything, <laughs> like the. They are so sophomoric with Bulk and Skull, man. Like it's it's so cartoonish. It's it like, is, but it was. <laughs> it's just so funny. Like it, like, it is. Like I don't think it would have worked had they not had these two to do it. If they had had anybody mm-hmm. else in this role, Bulk and Skull would have been a thing of the past. Yeah, uh, because like these guys, you know, once again, like they just they lean all the way into it. It's like. They, they are completely ham fisting everything they're doing, and it, because of it, it works. Yeah, yeah, it, it really does. And I, I loved every bit of especially that scene. The scene is just so funny. Right. And then so Rita Repulsa gets the idea to separate Jason from his friends type of thing. And, uh, you know, I'll pick him off and take him out, and then I'll get the rest of them kind of thing. And she hi- and she gets the Sphinx, uh, the Sphinx monster, which, you know, looks like an old, like, 
King Tut type looking monster. Right. Thing. And, you know, he has the ability to like blow the Rangers, I guess, away from Jason type of thing. Or make this win type of uh, movement, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, this is a very specific creature they have in mind to enact this plan. Like, right. Let's- Let's get let's get King Sphinx so he can blow the other Rangers away. It's like there's no other conventional way to do this. No, this would be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it it was it, it it was interesting. Let, let's put it that way. Yeah, it, it's interesting because we only get the three of them: Kimberly, Zach, and Jason at first, right, uh, battling the Sphinx. And Zordon sends uh, sends them to fight the Putties and the Finks and Goldar and Fabu and Squat are watching uh, uh, there as well. And it's interesting because Kimberly and Zach point out that like they're like this is weird. It's almost like they're after something, which mm-hmm. is interesting because I'm sitting there just like, how can you tell? <laughs> that's that's very true. I mean, because like the <laughs> I, I wanted the Putty. If, if they have enough consciousness or sentience to know what they are and what they're doing, you know, because <laughs> oftentimes I don't think so. But yeah, well, like, you know, they, they love to just trap the Rangers in a big circle at times. So, but but we know their their one true weakness, the human chain. You yeah. do that. <laughs> Maybe that's all they had to do right here. Yeah, that's true. You can't uh, blow the human chain away. <laughs> Would have been end of the episode. Would would have only been ten minutes, <laughs> right? And 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 it was great. Was as they had the three that were in the human chain, right? There. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they could have done it. <laughs> they could have just done it right there, but they didn't, and they get blown back to the youth center. Uh, does Kimberly and Zach? They get separated from Jason, and then they take Jason away. And it's it's I guess it's not really. Uh, obvious, but it's it's hinted in there that like they've taken Jason to kind of another dimension type of thing, mm-hmm. or they've taken him out of contact from the others because they can't get a hold of him or anything. They yeah, can't I'm, even find him type of thing. I, I'm I'm glad you said that because that has a lot of context to you know everything else that happens. Because I was like. It shouldn't be a problem teleporting to him because you guys have been teleporting for the past, you know, four episodes. <laughs> yeah, but but if he's in like another plane of existence, then the following events would make more sense. Yeah, and and I think that's what they even said in the episode that like they they took him to like I, I don't even know if a dimension is is the right word, but they took mm-hmm. him just in an out of contact reach. Gotcha. Uh, to where he just, to where they just, they could not get to him, kind of thing, um, and so they're trying to figure out what to do. You know, a billion training come in, and so Zordon says, "Here, I'm going to send the power crystals, and you can, and you can get to him that type of way." Which I'm sitting there just like, how the hell did those power crystals just somehow end up in front of Jason? <laughs> That's 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 what I'm that's what I'm warning because I'm like if the power crystals can make it to him no problem why can't anyone else? I I, I really I was trying to figure that out I, I I could not figure that out but 
I guess it's because the Japanese footage did it that way, and they were just like, <laughs> well, fuck, we got to figure out how to make this work. <laughs> right. Because we're not, we're not going to reshoot any of that. <laughs> Another question is, uh, uh-huh. did the, uh, did the, the American version, like the, did we actually have any physical power crystals? Because we only see the power crystals solidified during the uh, the Super Sentai fight scenes. Well, this is very true. And we only see the power crystals used to, you know, bring the Megazord together. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I never saw that. I never saw them use that as a means of transport or finding anyone right. uh, again in the show. I guess because literally maybe... Maybe the Japanese version just had that one uh, scene in it, and they were just like, all right, well, we'll just try to make sense of this kind of thing. That, that's the only thing that I can think of. Right. But but also, like, I don't think it was a physical prop in the States, you know? It, right. From what I can gather, it was only a physical prop in, yeah, in the Super Sentai. That's true. <laughs> it really was. I don't even, like, you didn't even get those as toys or anything like no. that. No. <laughs> So it, it, it's interesting. Like I get, I guess literally they just figured for this one episode, and then they were like, "All right, we'll figure out something later with that or something." Yeah, <laughs> did not figure anything out with it at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't really see them use that much more in the future, do we? No, we really don't. In fact, I don't think they use it at all, to be quite honest. Yeah, to be honest, I, I think you're right. Uh, it, it is interesting, like you mentioned earlier, how they used the power crystals to also form the megazord and it's like but you didn't use those before <laughs> yeah i feel you on that but i get like i said i guess they just used it for this one and they brought up because then it just pretty much just becomes the power coins at that point like like they don't even use power crystals it's just the power coins to use everything right right or, or at least it seemed like but so they defeat the sphinx of course uh, or, or I hope I'm saying his name right. The Finks, or the, yeah, the Sphinx. Sphinx. Yeah, Sphinx. Yeah, the, yeah, the the Finks. Easy for me to say, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they defeat him, and then we go back to Jason trying to break the record again <laughs> for the third time. For the third time, and instead of using Ernie this time, he thought, "Hey, let me use." Let me use my friends and let's use Treaty who can actually count. Because right. <laughs> she didn't miss a she didn't miss a number. Right. And they were supporting him and stuff like that. So it's it, it's that good message of like, hey, you have your friends, they'll be there for you, they will support you, type of thing. Um I like I really thought that was a good message, especially for yeah. this episode. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I I thought so too. Like that, uh, I mean, it, it really did just kind of bring home a lot of things like we spoke about earlier, you know, just hanging in there and, you know, not giving up and, and also not being afraid to, to ask for support and for having support. Yeah, it 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 shows, uh, you know, like we said, the value of friendship and it shows like how close of a group that they are with each other and shows that like, Hey, we can defeat evil, but we have to have each other type of thing. And we're always going to be there. We're always going to protect each other. You know, I've got your back. You've got mine type of thing. 
but mm-hmm. Jason finally breaks the record somehow of a thousand and ten. And Bulk comes in and he's just like he's just like I, I I'm gonna get my record back or something. And Ernie comes in and is just like, Now is this a cake or is this a cake? And it says, <laughs> Happy birthday, mom. And he's like, What do you expect as a last minute cake? And it's true. What do you expect? <laughs> so I'm wondering like Surely Ernie had a lot of faith in Jason and like way well beforehand went out and looked for a cake and brought it back. Because there's no way that Jason hit, you know, 1010 and Ernie said, all right, let me, let me go get a cake. And then comes back 30 seconds later with a cake. Right. Well, and, and I, I, I couldn't I could not justify that. Except for the, except because it was needed for the ending, because Bolt yes. trips over the damn, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the, weights. the bar weights, yeah. yeah, yeah, the weights, and he trips over it. He goes right into the cake, and Skull's laughing at him, and he leans down, and then Bolt just smears him with cake on his yeah. face. <laughs> Again, just the most entertaining duo ever. It's just so great. Um, they, they really are like they're 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 just so bumbling, and it's like the the characters don't realize that they're the butt of the jokes, you know? Right. It it's just it it's just great, and and everyone you know knew their parts, and it, it was just good. But again, this was a really weird episode to me. It just like like the beginning of it, just a lot of the stuff in it. I was just like. Hmm. I think we could have like come up with a more creative way than this. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you, you're <laughs> you're not wrong. But it, 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 once again, I think it's also uh, you know trying to come up with a way to um, to make things mesh up with the uh, the Japanese footage. Like, how do we make this make sense with what we're trying to do? Right. Because the story that, that, that we tell on the American version of the Power Rangers, obviously, is vastly different from oh, yeah. the Japanese uh, footage. As, as we all, like, like you said in the beginning, there are four guys and one girl <laughs> in the Super Sentai yes. series. And then America was like, no, we, we, we got to have another girl uh, in this. So, you know, they went with two girls and three guys. And yeah, I think that was I think that's probably one of the challenging things for them when they when they were doing the show was how can we tell our story? But then it matches up with all of the footage from Japan. Mm hmm. And And, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, you know, they, they they do a really good job. But as you mentioned earlier, like, it doesn't always hit the money. There's times where it's just obvious that, you know, oh, that's a Japanese building in the background. Right. You know? <laughs> it, well, it's obvious now looking back at it. But as a kid, oh, yeah. you didn't care. You didn't care. You didn't know. You didn't care. Yeah. You were just like, <laughs> these are the greatest action scenes ever. You know, this is better right. than Hollywood type of thing. And you thought it was all one. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, in your opinion, Ace, why do you think they went with that idea to, to you know, not shoot their own footage, but to just use the Japanese footage? Uh, so we do know a couple of things 
uh, about like the production value of the show, and that is they they really really saw value in pinching pennies and and keeping the cost as low and as cheap as they possibly could. And by just repurposing footage from a foreign land, I think that they saw a lot of value in that as far as saving money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think I think that's the main reason why they just really wanted to save money. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, and I can because probably the Japanese, to, to their credit, when they shot these uh, footages originally, th- it probably cost them a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'd imagine it did, you know, like to, to get like, I mean, even the sets, you know, because like whenever the Megazord fights in the city, you have to have like a miniature, you know, set set up so that it looks like there's a giant robot fighting in the city, you know. Right. Which was always off in the mountains. Why? <laughs> and it never changed. It was never always changed. the same location. It yeah. never changed once. It was always <laughs> the same location. Just this little mountain area. It, it is also funny to, to also think about like where are the Zords emerging from, and how fast are they traveling to make <laughs> it to <laughs> to make it to Angel Grove or wherever all at the same time? <laughs> right, like, 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 um, you know, the the dinosaur, um, uh, what was Jason's uh, uh Zord? Uh, the the T Rex. Yeah, 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 the T Rex Zord. When his when his Zord would come out, it would come out from a volcano. Yeah, I'm sitting there just like, how did that not kill a million people when it came right. out? <laughs> That's true. And then it's like, you know, if you think about it, there'd be so many people who would be like, oh, I saw an alien dinosaur today. Like I saw one flying. You know, I <laughs> I saw one emerge from like the the polar ice caps. It was, shit was crazy. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because by it, it was either the second or the third episode, Ernie even says it. He's just like, I, I heard that there are five people and they call themselves the Power Rangers. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just like, how is that not obvious before? No one saw like all of the Zords. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, That's true. no one was just like, what the hell is going on here in Angel Grove? Everyone's just like, nope, that's normal. <laughs> That's normal down here. (laughs) It's all normal stuff down here. What are you talking about? (laughs) So I do have one more question for you. And uh, and, and that is, so so far with the story we we have, we know that Rita Repulsa was set free by a couple of of bumbling astronauts. Of course. And and, and now she's beginning to wreak havoc on Earth to try to take it over or destroy it or what have you. And Sordon has... Uh, called these five teenagers with attitudes to uh, to to fend off the evil and to protect the world. Right. My my main question here is, wouldn't it be more effective or efficient to send the Power Rangers to stop Rita versus just defending the planet? <laughs> you would think, but then we wouldn't have much of a TV show, would we? That's true. We wouldn't have a sixty episode season of television. No. No, we we would not. I'm often thinking about, but you know, it could you could bring up the point though where it's it's kind of like, you know, you're not supposed to escalate the battle unless she forces you to. But man, you know, that's that's kind of like the concept of. Uh, I mean, it's like if 
if, if if you if I walk past your house, you know, every day, and every day you throw rocks at me, right. but that's that's the only way that I can get to my home is by walking past your house. But you you throw rocks at me every single damn day. Eventually, I'm going to be like, okay. I can go up and physically stop him from throwing rocks at me, and this could be the end of it. It's like this, 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 this one violent act will end the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I've often thought about, but here's the thing too. What I'm assuming is, is they didn't know her location. Mm. Like they didn't know where she was located. I can see that. Like, like it's like it's like. Maybe, you know, you're supposed to kind of think, hey, you know, um, they were trying to find her type of thing. Mm-hmm. Or and and I guess it could also you could make the point of like, well, then, you know, they've got to lead their normal lives kind of thing. So they can't just go and just do everything at once, I guess. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, that brings up a good point. Like, why wouldn't you just send them to stop them? But, you know, then we wouldn't have much of a TV show. So, <laughs> <laughs> And thank God we have this TV show because right. it is it is amazing from start to finish. Um, and, they, and, and that's it. The first four episodes of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Ace, what do you think looking back on all of these? I still look back at these episodes with so much nostalgia and love for this series as a whole. I really enjoy going back and watching these again. It it feels like I'm revisiting an old friend, but it also feels like I'm watching something for the first time because my perspective has changed so much, you know, since I was five years old. <laughs> uh, but this has just been it's been such an, an incredible thing to go back and watch and to relive. And I, I can't wait to get into some more. Oh, I definitely can't wait. And the best is yet to come. I mean, I mean, you know, we've still oh, got yeah. a lot of the episodes that people still talk about to this day. We've still got the introduction of the Green Ranger still to oh, come. Man. We've still got all of this stuff. But this is the very first four episodes of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that launched in 1993. Good Lord, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. That is it. Uh, Ace, man, it has been a blast on this very first episode. And like you said, I can't wait to get into more of this and, um, and you know, talk about each and every episode that is uh, still yet to come. Yeah, thank you for, you know, having me on, man, and, and for, you know, inviting me to, 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 to sit shotgun here with you on this uh on this power rangers podcast you know because once again this is just such a integral part of my childhood and i was super stoked to do this and i'm I'm still looking forward to what's to come oh absolutely man And, and thank you for joining me on here um, I knew you were the perfect candidate to, uh, to do it with because I knew you knew about Power Rangers just like I did. So, uh, yeah. And it's going to be fun. We're going to have some more fun because next week we're going to cover uh, the next four episodes uh, in this series of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it's going to be awesome. I hope you come back and you join us. And you all will tell your friends uh, and, and stuff like that. And tell them to check out Power Rangers Go podcast uh, here with me, Caleb Stovall, and the ace of everything, superhero homie Q, Mr. Quentin Ficklin, uh, joining me here. And we're going to discuss the next four episodes 
of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But that is it for this episode of Power Rangers Go. I hope you all enjoyed it. Ace, thank you so much for joining me here today, man. And we will see you all next week. And remember, may the power protect you all.